Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Newsgram. The mind is a lot more powerful than you might imagine. It's something I'm only beginning to understand, and I don't mind saying I'm not alone. Human potential is something that has been explored for years, with smarter minds than my own, and the answers only seem to present with more questions. This episode of Newsgram is a continuation of the last one. Part two, if you will, in our look at Peter Massam's Learning Experience Trilogy. Here's Peter with a quick summary for you. Know Your Mind is the culmination of the trilogy. The previous two books have looked at both the joy and the sadness and the emotional situations you can find yourself in and how your mind is processing the real world because you have to deal with things in the real world. But what Know Your Mind does is take more experiences later on in life that persuade George that the mind is actually a much more powerful thing than we think it is or than we give it credit for. It's not necessarily in fashion, in vogue, to bring out the more metaphysical side of our living, of our lives, because we've all become, in society, we've become very scientific uh, to get at the facts. But I wanted this book to be more of a philosophical outlook to work with that scientific community to prove or disprove the experiences that George went on to tell. And I made the third book, I made him tell it in his own words because I think it's easier to understand what he experiences later on uh, when written in the first person. So you, you get inside his head, literally. And you didn't even have to hear the last edition of Newsgram to surmise that the George he speaks of is the main character. You would be right. It's been fun watching George do kid stuff, grow up and then make adult decisions. And now we find him using his mind to try and make sense of the world. We tend to believe that the, the mind is, yes, we know it's there. We know we make decisions every day. But from the experiences that George encounters, it adds up to a lot more in terms of capabilities. The book begins with George at a team building event where he's learning to put his mind over matter by breaking a board martial arts style. And he's learning a thing or two about reflexology. The wider picture really is how we as humans have evolved and where this possibly could have come from and what evidence there is that there have been changes through the years which have culminated in this experience in a single individual, but which is demonstrably shared by other capabilities shown by other people in the third book. In his trilogy of books, Nipper, Moose Conquering Fear, and the final book we're talking about today, Know Your Mind, Peter Massam shows us a lifetime journey of learning experiences through the character of George. He takes us from childhood encounters, through coming of age, to conquering fears, and they culminate in this third book with a new appreciation of the power of the mind in the realms of communication, pain relief, and self-help healing and preservation. And yes, one of the references to pain relief does involve a trip to the dentist. 
The concept of telepathy comes from a trip to China. Certainly, when he went out to China, the first hint, if you like, of the possibilities of communicating with each other just through thinking or by using the mind was first revealed to him. And skeptic as he is, he would always try and prove it again to make sure that this wasn't some kind of coincidence or just um, sheer luck. One of the most fascinating things about this book is that the things he's talking about, the things George experiences, are not science fiction. The story is fictional, but the concepts are very real. It doesn't matter what career path you've chosen or how, which, what kind of life you lead, the capabilities are, are and have always been there. Uh, it's just that they're extremely underused and undiscovered for a large part. But in certain individuals, when you start encountering those individuals and talking with them, you realize that there are some fairly, um, how would you describe them? Um, they have a different perspective on life, but they also have certain either sensory capabilities or, uh, or uh, ability to see things in a different way. A great example of this comes in the book when George is returning his leased car. He encounters a woman that could have diagnosed and possibly healed his dog. It's just another example of some of the strange and wonderful things that we're capable of if we delve deeper into the power of our mind. And herein lies today's lesson. Keep an open mind. You don't have to believe everything you hear. I think a healthy dose of skepticism is a great thing. But at the same time, be open to learning new things because, well, you just never know. One of the, the, the problems with talking about some of these things to do with the metaphysical and the mind is that people are reluctant to talk if, because they want to know that you are open to those kind of suggestions. And as long as you have that openness, then people will talk to you about their sensory perception. No one wants you to think that they're crazy just because they have abilities different from yours. The truth is, we all have special abilities. We're all capable of so much more than we are even aware. It's just that some people make use of those abilities more than others. That's another takeaway from this series. It's all about helping you learn new things in the best way possible, with interesting, relatable characters interacting in fun, ordinary ways. I was put off reading early on by being given a tale of two cities by my grand, my well-meaning grandma and unfortunately I never got past page two and I think I was age eight or so. It was completely the wrong book to give to a child of that age. So I, um, I made the beginning of the book Nipper uh, accessible to younger teenagers. So the 12s, 13s, 14s, they should feel that they can pick it up and relate with what's going on there. And then as they progress through their teenage years, they'll see that, you know, the, the maturity of the language that's used and how you can feel disassociated from both your parents and other people around you who suddenly become, for some reason, they become very much older. 
you know, when you're 19 or so, you see people of 17 or 18 coming out of school at university, and they just seem so young because they're if you, if they haven't had any working life at all, you think their perspective you've left that behind, so you've got to wait for them to catch up, kind of thing. Find a way to be alone with your thoughts. Shut out the noise and see what you come up with. Meditating is fun for some. It's hard for others, but it's a start to finding out what you're capable of. Like I said in the beginning, your mind is a lot more powerful than you might imagine. And if this trilogy of books will help spark your interest or your enthusiasm, then I say give it a go. Who knows? It might bring balance to your life and it might help you get in sync with this crazy world. Here's Peter reading the epilogue of the series. I had the good fortune to travel to Melbourne in Australia a couple of times. If asked to name three things which made an impression on me there, they would have to be the following. Firstly, the Yarra Yarra River that dominates the downtown central business district and provides the backdrop for nightly celebrations with jets of fire scorching the sky at sunset. The second would be the overriding feeling of contentment walking to work up the hill from the river. I wondered at first why this was such a pleasant experience, but quickly discovered the source in the faces of those around me and in their relaxed gait. On the sparsely populated pavements, their smiles shone out, reflected in the sparkling office windows on another fine day. Their calm, unhurried pace conveyed a state of being at one with their world. And then thirdly, further up that hill, where light traffic enters your field of vision, a curiosity meets the eye. Cars pulling off to the left at a crossroads in order to make a right turn, known to me as a J-turn but by others perhaps as a hook turn. It was not so much the practicality of avoiding tram lines going down the centre of the road which made an impact on me, but the complementary nature of their rallentando approach to the junction that seemed to be in perfect harmony with the pedestrians walking alongside them. Just as pulling over out of the flow of bi-directional traffic lanes to make a J-turn is deliberate. So stepping out of the mainstream is a conscious move. When considering the workings of the mind, I feel we have to make a similar J-turn. The physical world continues to hasten by at variable and sometimes blistering speeds. But stepping out of that zone and parking the stresses of our complex lives can allow our mind to fill the void, bring balance to our well-being, and connect better with each other. Well, I couldn't think of a better way to wrap up the book series and this podcast. It definitely gives you something to think about. The third and final volume in the Learning Experience Trilogy is a tool, if you will, for coping with and making sense of our physical world. 
He's put a lot of thought into these books, making them very easy to understand, depending upon your age. And all three of them have now been published and are available for downloads. And if you want to learn more, just Google Peter Massam. You'll find all kinds of information available online. Plus, we've added links to the show's description for you to make it easier. And that will do it for this edition of Newsgram from webtalkradio.com. 